Steve, there's more. There's more of the DC Sports Huddle. Yes, an, an extra edition. And uh, check your PayPal account. There will be no extra charge for this. By the way, we are presented to you by MGM National Harbor. It's time to change the game at Bet MGM Sports. I'm Dave Johnson. At least that's what the script says, along with Rob Woodford, Ben Raby, George Wallace, Dave Preston. Here we go. We're going to look ahead, but mostly it's our end of 2021 awards. Our first category uh, from what did David Letterman used to say for the home office in uh, McLean, Sioux City, Virginia? Iowa. <laughs> yeah, right. Sioux City, Iowa, someplace like that. <laughs> our first category of the year, Breakthrough Athlete of the Year. To get the conversation going, I'm going to suggest and nominate my Breakthrough Athlete of the Year. And I know it, it comes from the sport that's dear and dear to me is, is soccer, but I think it's something we should celebrate. Trinity Rodman of the Washington Spirit. To me, she, she came onto the scene. Forget the fact she's Dennis Rodman's daughter. She's uh, now Dennis Rodman is Trinity Rodman's father. It's, it's flipped and reversed. She was a big reason why the Washington Spirit claimed that title. But moreover, this is a player that we're going to have to continue to watch because she's going to be a star for the U.S. women's uh, national team, I truly believe. Dave Preston, you've got the holiday sweater. You're next. I'm going <laughs> to plan B already. I'm going to audible at the line of scrimmage. Dave Talia Tungavailoa started every game for Maryland football this fall. That's just the third time that's happened within the program since 2003. He threw for over 3,000 yards, 24 touchdowns. He has Maryland bowling for the first time in five years. This kid's got the magic. The question is moving forward. Can the Terps surround him with talent? But Talia Tungavailoa is my breakout athlete of the year in 2021. All right, Ben Raby, you look smart. You got lots of books behind you. I doubt you read any of them. But anyway, your breakthrough athlete of the year. Picture books back there, too, I assure you. Dave, I like your choice there, Presto. I'm going to keep it also to a sport that's dear to me, sport of tennis, 17-year-old, Robin Montgomery, D.C. native. She's a Grand Slam champion, U.S. Open junior girls title in the fall. She won singles. She won doubles. A lot of players who win those junior Grand Slam titles Go on to big things. She's ready to start her pro career in earnest, a product of the JTCC, Junior Tennis Champion Center in College Park. Robin Montgomery, big title, international win, my breakthrough athlete for 2021. God, please, I hope she breakthroughs. That way I don't have to call Ben at 3 in the morning to find out how to pronounce somebody's name because that's a big challenge sometimes with tennis. Rob Woodford, breakthrough athlete. Cam Newton. No, I'm kidding. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Taylor Heineke is, uh, is, is actually my breakthrough athlete of the year. I mean, everybody knows the iconic dive uh, for the pylon, which came in a loss, which is weird because it's weird to sort of make an icon out of something that happened in a loss. But anyways, uh, you know, he's been a compelling story. We all know by now going from his sister's couch to being an NFL starter. So regardless of how he played in the most recent game, which we'll touch on on Wednesday, um, he has been a very compelling story and, uh, and, and certainly a guy that is a household name, at least in the Washington, D.C. area, almost overnight. He was almost my comeback player because of the going from sister's couch to all of a sudden now starter in the NFL. So that's what we can do about these categories. We can debate who belongs in what category. That's a good choice. All right, George Wallace, we're waiting. Yeah. You have a breakthrough athlete of the year. <laughs> Yeah, I do. And actually, Rob took. I thought you're supposed to stick to a different sport well, there. Well, no, no, you can, you can, you can uh, go. Yeah. No, I, I, I was actually gonna. I was actually gonna say that too because look, we, we know what the story is with him. We know what the the record is with this team. They win the division at the beginning of the year with an under 500 record. The guy was on his couch. It was a you know with Alex Smith coming back and not able to play in that playoff game. Who would have thought they made a T-shirt out of that? They make a T-shirt out of that dive and loss. So. For me, and then for what he was able to do, again, 
this season, Ryan Fitzpatrick brought in to kind of bridge the gap between the, 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 the uh, him and a new quarterback coming in, but he gets hurt the second quarter of the season. Heineke comes in and hasn't really missed up until last week with the COVID issues, but has been kind of steady four game losing streak, but then the four game winning streak, he was able to do some good things for a guy that started in the XFL. Nobody wanted, he was taking classes at ODU. So, I mean, it is regardless of where this season ends up, it is a compelling story. Yeah. And, and by the way, you know, he was also snubbed by Heineken and Bud Light came to the rescue. Yeah. So that's another reason <laughs> exactly. why we, we've, we've got to root for Taylor Heineke. All right, comeback athlete of the year. I promise not everything I do is going to be about soccer, but I, I think if you cover a certain sport, you know it more uh, than others at times. And, and it's going to be Andy Nahar he, of DC United. He is a local kid. He is he's a representative of what the American dream uh, can represent. Uh, his, originally, his family is from Honduras. He grew up in this area. He's a DC United Academy product, went on to star in Europe, but then his career was in jeopardy. He didn't think he'd be back next, this season, this past season. Suddenly, uh, Hernan Lasada, his coaching staff, gives him a new lease on life. He becomes uh, a, a regular starter and also a guy who's back with his national team and also an example to young kids in this area that dreams can come true. And maybe one day, some of those kids will also represent the U.S. national team. So my uh, uh, comeback athlete of the year is Andy Nahar of D.C. United because his career, which included international competition and European competition, was almost over, and he came back this year. Dave Preston, comeback, athlete of the I'm year. Going, well, I, uh, I, I'm out at Nats Park uh, early and often throughout the course of the season, but this is going to go up a little uh, up I-95. The Orioles' Trey Mancini batted, uh, battled colon cancer in 2020. He belted 21 homers, 71 RBI this past summer. Not career highs, but my goodness, to be able to come back uh, – and play on an everyday basis after, uh, you know, slaying the demon and, and the, uh, the evil that is cancer, you know, major props to this guy. And uh, I look forward to seeing how well he does in 2022. And uh, I hope I'm saying that Steven Strasburg is our comeback athlete of the year next year at this time. Wow. Good preview for our next episode. Next. Anyway, Ben Raby, your next comeback athlete of the year. I think this is a terrific story, not just locally, but nationally in college hoops, a DC native, Jelani Williams, point guard at Penn University, an alum from Sidwell Friends, tore his ACL not once, not twice, but three times over the past four years. And when he was finally eligible to return or healthy enough to return to competition last year, the Ivy League canceled the season due to the COVID-19. They were the only league, the only conference, the Ivy, to cancel play all last year, all winter sports. So Jelani Williams had to wait an extra year. He is a fifth-year senior, got on the court this year, not only playing, he's a starter. He has started all 13 games as of this recording, voted a team captain, Jelani Williams. Terrific comeback story, my DC Comeback Athlete of the Year. That We should just stop that because I he know. should be the Comeback <laughs> Athlete of the Year. Good one. I was yeah. going to steal it, but I thought, no, that's Ben's story. He discovered it again from Sidwell friends. Five years it takes him to get back on the basketball court, mm -hmm. and he's he's starting. But we'll continue with this category. But Ben, you win the prize. Uh, somebody, there must be lovely parting gifts for Ben backstage. Anyway, <laughs> Rob Woodford, continue. Well, mine's, back not as, mine's not as good as that, but uh, I, I'm going to say Ryan Zimmerman just because every year seems to be a retirement year for him, at least for the last couple of seasons. And uh, yeah, I mean, he embraced the reduced role in uh, 2021 and uh, and played very well in that role. So uh, he's my comeback player of the year. And 
I guess we'll see if there's even a season for him to come back to in 2022. Most importantly, he finally got the salt line open in Boston. So, (laughs) (laughs) all right. Well, maybe he should be the anyway. George Wallace, comeback athlete of the year. You know, I mean, I I really can't. I I really have nothing to tell. I was going to kind of go kind of a Zimmerman thing, but I'm I have that for a different category. But Zion Williams for me, I mean, that's I'm just going to end it right there. I can't really have anybody to top that. I was trying to think of something else as far as Wizards are concerned, really, but. I mean, nobody else really kind of fits that category. And even on Washington, too, I was trying to think who really, you know, Alex Smith, you go go for last year and he didn't really play at the beginning of this year. But uh, that was the heck of the story if we had done this at the end of last year. But I'm going to I'm going to stick with what you guys have gone with. OK. All right. So that, that, that's George Wallace. So now we'll move on. Let's say moment of the year. Next category, guys, you ready for this moment of yeah. the year? All right. The uh, and this is another hard one. Here we go again. And I, I know there's. <laughs> All kinds of other sports played the district. I'm going to go with soccer again <laughs> and give it to the, the Washington Spirit winning winning a title. Uh, and it's not just because they won a title, but but uh, as I watched them win that title, this franchise, we weren't sure it was going to stay in the city. Uh, we weren't sure if, if so many things uh, that this team would fall under the weight of various litigation going on involving the team. The coach gets fired. Uh, so many things, so much adversity. And then they're standing there as, as champions of professional women's soccer. So that to me was a moment, a special moment, because I can't believe the journey they were on. Their season was shut down twice, once for COVID and once for, for sexual harassment situations going on throughout the entire league. Um, and usually the script doesn't say you fire your coach and you win a title, but that's what happened to the Washington Spirit. Uh, Dave Preston. Well, first well, of all, first of all, Dave, you win this round <laughs> if we're assigning ones, wins and losses. Nice. And also, that was my answer, so you can skip me. <laughs> okay. <All right. laughs> well, my moment of the year, uh, Dave, Max Scherzer, before being traded, gave us awesome theater every time he took the mound. This past May 2nd, uh, Max tossed a complete game five hitter against Miami, struck out nine in a Nats 3-1 victory. He then bolted the stadium for the birth of his child. In 20 years, Max is going to be the topic of many legendary tales, but for us over a six and a half year span, all this stuff was real. All the, you know, from his no hitter where he, they had to put his jersey in the dryer because it was, he was sweating to the 20 strikeout nights to him stealing a base to him, you know, having neck problems and having to miss a start to him you know, starting in the playoffs and just being like a Paul Bunyan-like character. This, unfortunately, was the last moment of those great moments that we got to experience for Max, but it's one that I'm going to remember for some time. So he's going to be like the, he's going to be like the Chuck Norris jokes, right? Yes. <laughs> Bill Brasky. Ben Raby. Ben Raby. It was appointment oh, viewing, Max, no question. A moment of the year, I'll, I'll go to the ice here and I'll pay tribute to TJ Oshie, who this feels like eons ago now, but going back to last May, Capitals were in New York playing the Rangers. It was the game after there was an incident involving Tom Wilson and the game unfolded. There were fights galore, six fights between the Capitals and Rangers An opening face-off line brawl took place. And then in the second period, when things finally settled down, TJ Oshie scored twice. And then in the third period, he completed a hat trick. And it was noteworthy because it was TJ Oshie's first game after the passing of his father, famously known as Coach Osh, affectionately known by the team. He had suffered through Alzheimer's, somebody obviously very close, very important in TJ's life. 
and his hockey career. And he went out and he recorded a hat trick for the first time in his career in more than four years. And you could tell there was an extra something special with him that night when so much else was going on with the fights and the storylines and the rivalry with the Rangers. TJ Oshie had a moment. He later revealed, he said, it was one of the best nights of his professional career, one of the most meaningful games of his career. I'll give it the moment of the year sports-wise. It definitely, definitely is a moment. Rob, you're going Washington Spirit. Anything else you want to add to that? Because uh, it was a great moment. Somehow this I mean, team won a title. It, uh, what was it? Eight of their last nine matches they won? I mean, just an incredible run, an incredible, like, just exclamation point to what could have been uh, the unraveling of that franchise. And instead, it, it ended up being a watershed moment in a more positive light. Somebody needs to look up how many champions exist with interim head coaches, because that's what Chris Ward was at the time of the Washington Spirit. He was just a caretaker coach. Nice job, coach. You led him to a title. Yeah. George Wallace, your moment of the year. All right, I'm going to give you, it, it, it relates to the Nationals because nothing was really great about this season for them, but I'm going to give you kind of one and a half moments. The top one, Ryan Zimmerman taken out of the game in that finale. I mean, just what a moment. He, he, he you know, comes out in the ninth inning, gets the ovation. And who knows, he still may be back, but if he's not, I love how they said they would have regretted not doing that at that, at that time. And Davey Martinez do, taking it out, the opposition uh, standing on the top step of the dugout, the Red Sox acknowledging him as well. Very cool moment in D.C. If it ends like that, I mean, you, you can't top that especially when he saw his friends kind of leave from that world series. So they kind of one B on that for me. I mean, it was, it was really cool to see Soto and Kevin Long in Dodger stadium in uh, Max and Trey Turner jerseys in that playoff game. Like for me, I thought that was very cool. That's a great moment. Didn't necessarily happen here, but with those guys, that's how you could tell close knit that group was to win the world series. They'll have that moment forever. And then to have that kind of moment in Dodger Stadium and just to see the excitement on Max and Trey's faces, too, when they see their guys sitting there with pretty good tickets, by the way, uh, behind home plate there in that game. That was pretty cool. I'm this shocked it's not sewage didn't get any votes. <laughs> it's not sewage. Not sewage. And the by the way, the best part about that, what Dave Preston is talking about, is the leak coming at FedEx Field. You see videos each week about the suites leaking and sewage coming down and water coming down. The fact that a that a that a, a staff member from the organization has to come over and quote tell the media it's not sewage. That's just I mean it's just not. That's that's peak Washington. Although I will note that there was a similar situation <laughs> at the brand new stadium SoFi Stadium out in Los Angeles. <laughs> so <laughs> I mean, if it can it's happen so there, insane. it can happen anywhere. I, I must have lost my categories. I lost the category about building incident of the year, which we'll have to add <laughs> next year. To the, a, we add that on later. To the, uh, and, and hashtag stop sewage was a great trending hashtag. Well, the great thing about the DC sports huddle, uh, the longer you talk, the more you, you change your mind. And, and for we're, next category, we're going to go to is story of the year. And I was leaning toward uh, Dan Snyder and the situation with the Washington football team. And the fact that he's, <laughs> removed as, as president because I think it's a story that is going to keep on going. There still needs to be uh, more to the story, and the NFL still needs to re release the report. But I'm going to go with the, the fire sale of, of the Nationals, and it's not, a, to me, a negative story. Yes, it is a negative in, in a sense that uh, it, it was a big moment in Washington sports. When you think about it, it's not that long ago we were celebrating a World Series, but it also was a, a, a sobering moment that uh, allowed us to reflect on how much these players and this team 
and its rise to a World Series champion meant to us as a city when for so many years all I covered was would D.C. get baseball? Well, now we're talking about, okay, it's the end of a run for a, a World Series team, but suddenly there's something that never existed in D.C., and that's hope for the future of baseball uh, that somehow Mike Rizzo and company will craft another run. So to me, it was a, a, a seminal moment. Yes, a negative, a, a, a realization that they'd gone as far as they could go with this team as constructed, uh, but the belief that, yeah, there might be a better future ahead for Washington baseball. Dave Preston. I'm going to go with the, the story that we've been talking about early and often uh, here, uh, the Washington Spirits. Somehow they found a way amidst, amidst a swirling mess of a team culture to right the ship, find a way to win the NWSL, showing that sometimes the spirit of the team can't be undercut by massive mismanagement. And uh, they also continue Washington's run as the district of champions. I mean, it's amazing how many championships we, as a city in an area, and I even talk, I even bring in the Washington castles that uh, we have had the opportunity to cover and celebrate over the last decade or so. And so the Washington spirit, uh, definitely my story of the year. No, and that's a good point. You know, you, you will talk about different leagues that may not have a similar provenance, but you talk to the athletes that compete in these leagues, the world team tennis, whatever, they're dead serious about it. And oh, to win yeah. a championship is, is a big thing. Ben Ravey. Story of the year. I'm going to piggyback off of the Nationals fire sale and link it a little bit to the Washington Capitals, keeping that window open. It's not easy to do to sustain success, to be among the league's best for more than a decade, which the Capitals are now working on. And here we are, ho-hum, the end of 2021. And where are they? Fighting for top spot again in the NHL's overall standings. Security, long-term contracts, TJ Oshie, John Carlson, Nick Backstrom, Kuznetsov, and now, not surprisingly, Alex Ovechkin with his five-year deal over the summer that he signed. A lot of runway for Ovechkin to potentially add another Stanley Cup and, of course, to continue to gain ground on Wayne Gretzky for the all-time goal-scoring record. I'll say the, the long-term stability of the Washington Capitals, how they're able to sustain that with Ovechkin's contract over the summer, the latest example. Rob Woodford, your story of the year. Uh, I, I'm going to go with the one that you passed on, and that's the Dan Snyder debacle uh, surrounding the Washington football team. Look, I mean, uh, first of all, props to the Washington Post for the great reporting that they've done uh, over the course of 2021. I mean, what was it, two or three <laughs> big stories mm -hmm. that they dropped about this uh, horrible culture surrounding the franchise? And with uh, Dan Snyder, you know, in exile, even though we're still seeing him at games, um, you know, I, I just think that this is the foundation for a big change coming to that organization. I know to this point, the NFL has been burying the results of the Beth Wilkinson investigation, but there's going to come a time where, and just like with the name controversy, mm. there's going to come a time where you can't bury it anymore. And corporate sponsors or whatever it is, is going to force you to, uh, you know, have a reckoning with this. And so, I think that that reckoning is coming. I think that reckoning is coming relatively soon. And I think 2021 is always going to be the year that sort of laid the foundation for that to happen. And it will be the sponsors that force it. It always is. Uh, George oh, Wallace, yeah. story, story of the year. My story was the Nationals uh, fire sale, like you talked about, Dave, just because it's one of those situations where, you know, it, it's we got so accustomed to seeing this team, quote unquote, go for it every year. And then when they hit that series with the Cubs and Jim, what were they, uh, Dave, what were they? What were we talking? We were just talking about the other day, two, three games under 500. 
Yeah, well, they were 40 and 38. They had a rough July, and then they just they, they pulled the ripcord at that point in time, yeah. and it was, you know, curtains thereafter. Yeah, and just to see how quickly it's and, – and look, I, you got to give Mike Rizzo credit. I mean, he knew it was not going to happen. He had conversations with the veterans. He pulled the plug. And I think everybody was okay with it, I, I fan-wise, except the Trey Turner thing. The Trey Turner thing for me was – it's your learners are telling you that we're not going to be able to sign this guy in two years. Forget about this offseason. We're talking about two years from now. We're just telling you right now, we're not going to be able to sign this guy. I think everybody else that was traded in that situation, the fans are 100% fine with. Max is always going to be a big part of the city. Max is always going to be Max Scherzer. Coming back with the Mets, that eh, takes a <laughs> But, you know, it's a, it's a little bit of a sting. But he's always going to be like that. We just talked about that 2019 that they're always going to have that. This city's always going to have that. And to see it kind of just go so quickly within the matter of hours. So quick. It's, not, mm. it's just something that we haven't seen because as Rob mentioned, or you mentioned, Dave, we're talking about, you know, we, we were just so excited to get baseball. And then the success that that this team put on the field and this front office, they able to give this, this city to, to culminate with the World Series and then, um, you know, to see it go that quickly. But look, this is why you – stockpile uh you know minor league system you get to that point and then you don't tear it all the way down let's for, let's not forget guys they do have a guy named Juan Soto still here uh, but then you're able to not go all the way back down like the Orioles have done but you, you kind of keep it within striking distance and hopefully within two years so for me that was the big story of the year you can argue Taylor Heineke is a great story yeah but they're still you know three games under 500 now they've lost a playoff game and the Bucks fine but that, that don't get me wrong, that's a great story. But for me, the overall story of the year is this national July thirty first trade deadline. And I, I remember how I remember how quickly it it happened. Like Scherzer and Turner are the headliners, but I remember being in the newsroom that day at the sports desk. And Daniel Hudson, Jan Gomes, John yeah. Lester, Kyle Schwarber. Schwarber. It was Schwarber, like every yeah. every twenty minutes, another one was being pulled from the rug. And Kyle Schwarber, we haven't been able to fit him into the show yet. Maybe it's a moment, but what he did in June. That was yeah. appointment viewing. He was coming up and he was just blasting home runs. He could make him the, the cameo appearance of the year. His time in Washington was so brief, but he did make the most of it before his injury. And all right, no fair. Got, just because you have all the books, you only get one choice. You already made your selection <laughs> in that category. All right, got to go rapid fire here. Uh, the D.C. sports person or people of the year and also what you're most looking forward to in 2022 so we can get this in. I'm going to go with Alex Ovechkin as the D.C. sports person of the year. He's doing what he's doing at the age of 36. He might be the D.C. Sports Person of the Year for the next five years because, uh, again, this is a once-in-a-generation player, and he's still getting it done at an incredible level. We can't celebrate him enough. What I'm most looking for in 2022 is my friend Wes Unsell Jr. I know this is personal, getting the Wizards to the playoffs, and it's the start of a long run for the Wizards because he more than paid his dues. Dave Preston. Quickly, well, I'm going to go off the field here. Maryland Athletic Director Damon Evans oversaw the completion of a multi-million dollar practice facility for football. And even though it was technically mutual, he definitely had something to do with the departure of men's basketball coach Mark Turgeon. So he's my he's my person of the year, a newsmaker, as it were. I'm most looking forward to in 2022, the Capitals and Alex Ovechkin are, def are defying father time. A roster that's one of the older ones in the league remains a contender while Ovi at 36 close to leading the NHL in goals. And guess what? He's chasing down Wayne Gretzky's record of 894. How many goals will Ovi get this year and how many playoff rounds will the Caps win? I'm looking forward to checking out both. All right, Ben, DC sports person and what you're looking most forward to in 2022. 
for all the reasons we've stated, the Washington spirit were in every category that we had, I think, this afternoon in this recording. Sports people, sports person of the year, give it to the whole team, the Washington spirit, for what they accomplished this year. As far as looking forward to 2022, I think what's been mentioned in passing, let's get a healthy Steven Strasburg on the mound. Let's see him pitch more than 26 innings combined, as he has over the past two seasons. Let's get a healthy Steven Strasburg back on the mound. See what he has now as he uh, inches uh, closer towards the back end of that long-term contract. Uh, Woodfork, Senator Woodfork, the floor is yours. <laughs> uh, DC Sports Person of the Year, I got Alex Ovechkin for all the reasons that uh, that you so eloquently stated. I mean, he is right now a, a, a full-on assault on the record books now. I mean, we know he's a Hall of Famer, and uh, that's been proven time and time again. But now it's a matter of how many records he can get and how far he can put them, uh, uh, you know, out of reach for, uh, for other hockey players. And uh, I'm going to say what I'm looking forward to most in 2022 is Washington going to get a quarterback. This is a question we've asked for 30 plus years running. And, it, you know, I, I think that Ron Rivera's tenure in Washington depends on how they address that in the off season. All right. George Wallace. All right. Go, I'm oh, please. I'm going Juan Soto as far as person slash player of the year, what he's able to do, especially when he saw, uh, you know, his, the, 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 the support around him kind of disappear as we just talked about quickly, where he was able to finish the MVP voting. I mean, just tearing the cover off the baseball and playing a pretty good field as well. So for me, Juan Soto gets my vote as far as person player of the year. And I'm looking forward to a couple of things. One, this football team going to get a name. I think it is. I think we're going to get a new name next year. And also, what direction Maryland basketball goes as far as uh, head coach at the, to, 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 to run this program heading into next year. All right. All good choices. Gentlemen, anything else that we left out? I know, Ben, you could create 17 more categories, but uh, any other uh, notes? We had great moments in building history with the sewage incident in FedEx Field or no sewage, right? That's I, I need to clarify that for the lawyers. No any sewage. other categories? Any other categories anybody wants to throw out? Let's look forward to a strong 2022, fellas. Looking forward to the Capitals, what they have in store, the Washington football team getting back on track. We've said that how many years in a row? And the Nationals. Let's see them get back on track as well as the Wizards towards the about, playoff. We're looking forward. Subtle, taking another evolution, huh? huh? How about this? Year three? How, how about no How about no COVID protocols yes. next year? Yes. We all, how about that one? That would be a How about, yeah, continue to do what we do safely because obviously what we thought a year ago at this time was going to be ancient history is, is not going away. So stay safe and, and continue to do what we're doing. And how is that for vamping? I just wanted to get Dave Preston into the final picture. <laughs> it's like a school picture as he was doing his updates. Anything else you want to add, Dave? We've all given our, as you did, your DC sports person uh, and, and the uh, what we're most looking forward to in 2022. Anything else you want to add before we... Call it a wrap on 2021 of the special. Again, let's just let, let's keep our fingers crossed and do the right thing, and uh, you know, try to get uh, out of this uh, you know situation where you know games are getting paused and canceled and things of that vein. Uh, you know, in the last couple of weeks, uh, just two schools for you know example, Georgetown and Maryland. You know, two schools that we think of when we think of local college uh, basketball, especially on the men's side. Uh, they've had games canceled. Americans had a game canceled, uh, you know, that I can think of right now. Let's just try and uh, let's just try and get out of this thing together, guys. But that's that's what I love about sports. It gives us a chance to focus on the nice things as opposed to focusing on the nasty things. Hey, Dave, Dave, you did. Hey, Dave, I'm going to throw one at you. How about this for a a moment slash whatever transaction of the year? The Russell Westbrook trade. 
to LA. What oh, yeah. were able to do that? <laughs> it did happen, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, it did happen. And you know what? Uh, the uh, uh, and now we're into overtime on this special show. But as I got to call Russell Westbrook breaking the unbreakable record, the Oscar Robertson career triple double record. Uh, I was thinking, well, should that be a moment of the year? I mean, again, we're talking about a record that had stood for 50 some years, yeah. but you know, you had to remember that Russell Westbrook was really in town. And, and I don't mean that as a shot he, when he was in town, he gave his all both on and off the court. And, and he should always be a, a special player as I, I marvel at how he's conducted himself again on and off the court. And he was something to witness but the speed at which he went through town, he was truly like a, a comet. And uh, yeah, that's a good ad. I meant, I meant what Tommy Shepard was about, what was able to get for him to go. No, to I know, no, 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 I know, I agree. But I was also thinking another moment. See, now yeah. we can go another hour. As we start to think of this, is, this is no, I agree because now it, it ties yeah. into what I'm most looking forward to. Yeah. The West Sun, so the Wizards uh, playoffs. Right. Uh, this will all be available on the DC Sports Huddle outtakes because Rob Woodford now has to edit this on to a consumable piece of video. I do need to tell folks that DC Sports Huddle is sponsored by MGM National Harbor. Time to change the game at BetMGM Sports. For Ben Raby, George Wallace, Rob Woodford, Dave Preston, I can't do this without a script. We have so many guys. Thank you for all your wonderful work. I'm Dave Johnson. Thank you for spending time with us. Happy Great. New Year. Great. Peace and love in the new year.